You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. Welcome, Hoosier fans, to another victorious episode of the Assembly Call. As today, your Indiana Hoosiers defeated Bethune-Cookman by the score of 101-49, to improving Indiana's record to 2-0 on the season. I'm your host, the coach, Brian Tonsoni, here with Ryan Phillips and Andy Bottoms, and we'll break it down for you uh, here on this edition of the Assembly Call IU postgame show. But let's start the show the way we start every show, and that is with our banner moment and for me I thought um, it really started in the first half uh, after Indiana got off to a 7-0 start uh, based on TJD's great hustle and offensive rebounding early and then the zone defense that was played by uh, Bethune-Cookman kind of slowed Indiana's offense down and after six or seven minutes Indiana actually trailed in the basketball game then the banner moment occurred the second unit came in got some solid defensive stops, and then I thought uh, Geronimo and Renew, their play inside the zone, you need guards to get them the ball, but they moved the ball, found some shooters. Uh, Geronimo with a nice turnaround jumper uh, in the lane, and the next thing you know, Indiana had a 15-0 run and really uh, put the game away at that point. And then when the starters come back in, they were uh, ready to roll uh, and, and took over from there, and you saw – Trace Jackson Davis have a nice night. You had Miller Cop had a nice night shooting night, and other players filled in around. And then uh, the second half, uh, the score at the halftime was 49-23. And so kudos to that second unit. That's two games in a row where they brought the energy and they brought uh, the juice, and, and I think that's uh, going to speak volumes for this Indiana basketball team. Uh, it's just nice. Those those two, uh, the third and fourth post players, Renew uh, and Geronimo, I thought had outstanding games Tonight They were not going to lead in, in the stat categories, but I thought their effort and their movement inside that zone allowed for the zone offense to find its footing, which really then uh, got Indiana going. And I think the zone offense forced Indiana to shoot some threes, and they got in a rhythm. And then when the man, it, the man defense appeared later in the game, they were able to still shoot uh, a very nice uh, percentage for your Indiana Hoosiers. Um so our banner moment uh, today, as always, um, is brought to you by our friends at Homefield Apparel, uh, now in their sixth season of sponsoring the Assembly Call uh, and their second uh, season. Well, I should probably play that. I need an exhibition game, but uh, nonetheless, exhibition or regular season, our, our banner moment uh, is always brought to you by Homefield Apparel, now in the sixth season of sponsoring the Assembly Call, and they're second as a presenting sponsor for the Back Home Network. As you surely know by now, Homefield has the largest collection of vintage IU apparel that you'll find anywhere with beloved logos like two different versions of the Bison. And if you support other college teams or have people in your life who do, Homefield probably has something for them too. Their product line now extends to more than 120 different schools with unique vintage logos for all of them. I know I have about 47, maybe 50 items, a few more on the way. It is birthday month for Coach, so I'm buying myself Homefield uh, for, for the birthday. But no matter what you buy, you know it'll be comfortable 
colors will last through uh, many washings, and you're supporting an Indiana-based company that came through uh, the Kelly School of Business. What could be better than that? So go to homefieldapparel.com and use our promo code HOME for 15% off your entire first order. That's promo code HOME for 15% off. Once again, the website is homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. All right, and now it's time to uh, move the ball, find the open man, and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team. The best of you sports coaching, you know that we got them. When it comes to analytic trends, you know he can spot them. For first-class bracketology, if you want the top, you got to go bottoms. If you want the top, you got to go bottoms. If you want the top, you've got to go bottom. Andy, what's your bottom line in tonight's uh, nice victory? Well, I mean, it's a shame that Jared can't be here to celebrate IU taking 40% of its field goal attempts from three-point range and and making 10 of them, no less. You know, like you said, um, that was the shot that, that Bethune-Cookman was willing to give IU, and they really took him in, in rhythm. And... Uh, and so, you know, had some guys step up and knock them down. Miller Cop had some great ones, and and both Huchifino and uh, and Xavier Johnson did a good job looking for him. A lot, a lot of cases where uh, I know you talk about this coach sometimes that one more passing to try to you know pass up a good shot to get a great one uh, that led to a lot of those three point looks. And uh, you know, exciting to see this team shoot the ball uh, well. They did, did so from the free throw line as well. Twenty one of twenty two. Uh, just a lot of great stats to look at over the course of the game. 27 assists on uh, 35 made field goals. Uh, a lot of things that tell you that the offense was really clicking. And defensively, uh, the team had a, had a little lapse for a, a segment of the second half, which given how much they were up is probably uh, to be expected. But overall gave up uh, 0.7 points per possession in both the first and the second half. So Indiana wins uh, 101-49. Analyzing players, finding every wrinkle. He hasn't ever hosted, never lifted a finger. He's got all the well, let me quickly add just one thing about this. Dude just interrupted his own jingle. So with that result, I'm quite interested in seeing what Ryan's rant might be after this kind of victory. Ryan, take it away. Uh, guys, can we just take a second and, you know, kick back and be happy that Indiana basketball is kind of fun to watch again. Uh, I mean, this, these first four games, including the two exhibitions have been enjoyable basketball. It, it you know, and uh, I'd say that it's, it's an interesting change over the last six years or so um, that the, the way they play the talent on the floor, it's just different. It's completely different. And uh, it, it is, it's been really, really fun to watch. Um what I wanted to talk about was Miller Cop. He just looks like a different guy this year. I mean, he really looks like a different guy. He just, it's not skill or anything like that. He just looks more comfortable in his own skin and he looks more comfortable on the floor, the way he's moving, where he's finding his shots. I don't know if it's comfort with his role or, or what specifically, but he just looks like more relaxed and, and not as frantic and, and, and sort of, struggling to find what he needs to do. And, and I think that's showing up obviously on the court. I mean, he was four of six from three tonight and, and it might just be that he doesn't have to do as much this year. And maybe that's just settled him in, but 
it looks like he's done some work, you know, in the off season, not only to get in shape, but, but it looks like, again, he's just seems more comfortable and, and maybe happier and, and, and it's showing and, and obviously it's early, but I would just say that the guy looks comfortable in his skin for the first time I've seen him since, since being an IU, uh, since he's been at IU. Ryan, you bring up uh, some interesting points. I want to throw it back to Andy, too. I think one of the storylines from the early games is the confidence and the swagger that this Indiana team plays with. We, we could go down everyone on the roster and find some mistakes that they made, and, and, and some players played really well, and maybe some players didn't play up to their expectations, but Indiana still won a game where this was a one seed versus 16. Bethune-Cookman is in a league that's going to be a 16 seed. You, want, you expect – one seeds to win like Indiana did today and we all know that 16 seeds have pulled upsets or kept games close for a half or you know and then the game gets maybe into the last 10 minutes before it gets to be an extended situation and 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 I know this is regular season but Bethune-Cookman had all five starters coming back so that's a that might be a team that wins that league and gets placed in a 16 I, I just think they're playing with confidence and swagger which will help them overcome some adversity when they play Xavier and they play some of these teams that are a little bit tougher you, you saw Hood Shafino did not shoot the ball well X didn't shoot the ball well but boy the point guards played excellent I, I thought besides the shooting numbers they played excellent so particularly in the second half yeah and so I think that's something too. You mentioned they're just comfortable. They feel okay. They understand uh, what they need to do, and the pressure isn't there to be perfect. You know that you can have a bad two-minute segment and, and and bounce back. Andy, your your thoughts on on just the way Indiana is is seeming to be playing the game of basketball this year early as as compared to other uh, early starts or other other seasons? Yeah, I think a big key to that, uh, particularly in the first half got out to a good start let Bethune Cookman get back in and I think they might have led 10-9 at one point it was 12 to, to 10 at the under four timeout or at the at the first media timeout rather and uh, you started to see some of the bench guys come in and they just have continued both through the exhibition season and in the first two games of the season really given a great spark it was a I think 17 to 2 run uh, over the next couple segments between uh, media timeouts and, and a lot of that was with the bench guys on there. I think Cuchifino and, and Xavier Johnson, they continue to leave one of those guys out there with that group. Uh, but the energy that they're able to bring on both ends of the floor has really allowed them to play with that confidence and be able to have a little lull and then insert a couple guys. And it just, you know, things pick right back up and uh, really went on a nice run at, at that point with those guys in the game. A few, uh, good plays and probably hit uh, in some of the meaningful moments, but I thought that stretch was really key. And and even same thing in the first half, they gave up a couple layups to start or in the second half. They gave up a couple layups in the first two possessions, and then they ripped off. Uh, let's see, they scored each of the next six possessions, scored 16, 15, 16 points in that stretch. And so they're so explosive offensively that it it seems unlikely that they're going to get into any kind of prolonged lull during a game and that they, they can really bounce back quickly and keep a lot of pressure on. I think that gives them some of that confidence and um, being able to be that explosive and, and defense led to that offense in a lot of cases. Yeah. And I want to go back to the shot doctor because shooting's the name of the game uh, tonight with, with the Indiana Hoosiers, both from the three point line and from the free throw line, uh, your, your thoughts on, on some of the shots we were talking before we got on the air about, a Galloway shot. We know Miller has the best form, and, and he hit tonight too. But 
Indiana shot the ball confidently, and it went in, and the free throw uh, percentage as well. Uh, your thoughts on Indiana's shooting performance tonight, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, guys, uh, if you haven't seen the box score, Indiana hit 21 of 22 free throws. When was the last time that happened? I mean, decades? Uh, you know, I mean, it feels that way. 95.5% from the free throw line. Uh, I did say not to, you know, read too much into the opener. Um but I will say from the three-point perspective, it's it's clear. I mean, I've, I've tweeted about this. Trey Galloway's shot form is completely different, and, and in a, it's a massive improvement. I said all offseason, don't expect anything from Trey. It would take a massive change to, to, to fix his shot. Well, it looks like he did it. And, and I'm not expecting him to shoot 40% or anything like that, but he's going to make shots with this form. It's a different form. It's much calmer. Um, it's he finishes high. He, you know, it's smoother, all of that, all the things you need for a quality shot. And he shoots it confidently, which he never did over his first two seasons. So over the last two seasons. Um, but I will say Jalen Hood, Shafino, 0 for five, he's not a three point shooter. He does not look like a three point shooter. As far as shots in general, I don't love him as a standing catch and shoot guy. I, I really like what I see off the bounce from him though. It's a, it's a different shot. It's, it's really odd. Um, how off of a dribble or two, he can even off a step back, his shot is much smoother than if he catches it and goes up. And so that's something to work on. He's a freshman. Uh, he was not a strong shooter at Montverde last year. Uh, so it's going to take time. But his lack of ability to knock down threes, which, again, could get better. It's early in the season. But that's something to watch because if they overplay on Xavier Johnson, overplay on some other guys, he's going to have to maybe start knocking out some shots because people are going to play him to drive. He can do so much on the floor that it's not like that hurts you too much, but it's it's something that you know is worth watching and it's a hole in his game he needs to figure out. I thought some of the ones he took, it, he took almost because he felt like he had to. Yep, um, I agree. And he passed but, a few up that he might have. He probably but didn't really didn't really want yeah. to. And and the, and the positive side of that is you look at him and you're like, he, he didn't certainly had the worst game that we've seen him play of the the handful, and he still ends up with eight points, eight assists, and five rebounds. So uh, I guess a good floor for him. But yeah, I just thought he didn't look as comfortable and or as in rhythm shooting those shots as as even a Galloway did, which. Coach Marlowe literally begging you, begging us in the in the chat to uh, uh, to make sure that we uh, that we talk about Trey. So g- kudos to you, Ryan, for making sure that happens. Yeah, we. Um, I thought that he he was hunting shots um, and his shot selection more than his shot form, Ryan. I, I would say because I I think he showed that he could hit some threes um, in, in previous games, but he's got to be a little more open than maybe some other players too right now yeah. i think he but there's it's still also a the, little slow it's yeah. still his, his release is still a little slow but the form is completely different i mean completely yes and that's um you know he's got to learn shot selection at, well but there's some confidence there too some that that he wants to take uh he wants to take those shots so yeah i didn't think he had a great offensive game tonight but boy those assists and the way he finds cop in transition is just uh, just an incredible to watch. We all want more pace, and I think that's the last storyline of, of segment one. Is uh, your guys think thoughts about how Indiana's playing uh, in pace, and and right now it's easy because you're getting stops and steals and going out against inferior opponents. I would I just hope that continues on rebounds and even makes to push that pace. Uh, but we'll go back to Ryan, and then we'll end segment one with you, Andy. How do you th- feel early on with Indiana in transition offense? 
Uh, I do think they're push, They're trying to push it up. That's clearly uh, been a mandate from the coaching staff. If you look, every time they, you know, even the bigs get a rebound, they start to push. And and so they're looking to do that. I think some of the over-the-top passes they're making are a little too much. Um, and, and some of them have worked. And, and, you know, they only turned the ball over 13 times tonight in a game that where they scored 101 points. So those games get loose at the end. And, you know, there were a couple uh, – there were a couple, you know, offensive foul type turnovers and, 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 you know, Malik traveled once on a, he's trying to make an aggressive offensive play and he travels. Okay, fine. You're fine with those. You're not fine with the over the top stuff. You're not fine with getting it stolen in play. Um, but still, I, 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 I like the effort. I like the idea of pushing. I just think they need to get a little, they need to sharpen up because against Xavier, you make those mistakes going over the top it's really going to hurt you. North Carolina, you do that. Arizona, Kansas, those are really going to hurt you. So I, 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 I like that they're trying to push. I like that they're trying to speed it up. You just have to be more you know, mindful of not throwing passes into harm's way. You don't want to turn the ball over just to be a, a fast pace. Yeah, uh, a, fast, a fast turnover is still a turnover. Yeah. Andy, your thoughts on, on the transition offense of, of the Hoosiers? It's coming simple right now, but uh, I, I kind of like what I see. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. That's, that's one of the things as you look ahead to some of these other games with, with tougher competition, what that looks like. Uh, to, to your point, kind of easy to play at that pace when you're uh, you know, forcing a lot of turnovers, fast break points, 33 to 3 uh, over the course of the game. Part of that, forcing 19 turnovers, a number of those um, you know, were live ball turnovers really to be able to, uh, to get out and run and especially dominating the glass like they did in this game, making outlets, getting the ball down the floor quickly. Uh, I think those are things that, given the athleticism that this team has, um, and, and while the shooting was great tonight, it, it won't always be that way this season, and that's a way that IU can take advantage and, and play to some of its strengths to really get some easy buckets uh, that way. So I think I think conceptually that needs to continue. Whether it'll be as successful as it was uh, you know, tonight, given the opponent, I don't know. Um, but it's another thing when you have that many playmakers out there, I, you know, to Ryan's point, they let renews brought, you know, brought the ball up. Some of the big guys, uh, were doing that as well. But if you think about those core lineups with Pichufino and, and Xavier Johnson, both out there, just another case where having multiple playmakers and ball handlers really helps you because it's not, you're not so reliant on, I've got to get it to this one guy, uh, you know, to really get the break started. Um, and even when one of those two is is playing with a Tamar Bates or with a Trey Galloway, you've got multiple guys who who want to get out and run. So uh, I think that'll be a staple of what this team tries to do. It just remains to be seen how effective it can be when the competition ratchets up. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, one last thing I wanted to mention is just before we get out of segment one is just this team is so deep, guys. I mean, it really, what they have twelve different players scored tonight and. The guys who come off the deep bench, you see CJ Gunn and Caleb Banks come in the game and look like college basketball players. Now they look like young freshman college basketball players, but that's the kind of guy Indiana was relying on on the second unit for years. Guys who look like freshmen and who were struggling and you had to make do with what they could give you. This team is so deep and talented that Malik Renew, who has been amazing, only had nine points tonight. I mean, it was a, he was a, it was a good game for him. He looked great out there. But he turned in nine points. And the reason why he turned in nine points is because Jordan Geronimo had 11. Trey Galloway had 10. Uh, Tamar Bates had five. You know, I mean, across the board, they're able to put the ball in the hoop in a way we have not seen from an IU team in a long time. Even those Big Ten championship teams were not crazy deep. This is a deep, 
talented team where these guys all look like they belong. And it's, I mean, we haven't seen a team like this in a long time in Indiana. They all look like they can play. And some of these guys, I mean, who can play like Banks and Gunn probably aren't going to play much, you know, based on what we're seeing, but those guys can play. There's an offensive sense to the guys who come off the bench. Uh, and a basketball the, IQ. And a too. basketball IQ. When they pick up some strength, they pick up the defensive concepts, they might see a little more run. But it's also there in case of an injury or maybe a second-half development and you can play a little bit deeper. That It's just good news to, to watch Banks do what, what Banks uh, did tonight and C.J. Gunn with his, with his quick uh, – quick trigger but coming up um as we continue our breakdown of indiana's uh 101-49 victory over bethune cookman i'll point out today's meaningful moment you might have missed then we'll go inside the numbers to highlight the most important statistical notes from the game you're listening to assembly call stick with us ready to elevate your home picture this central heating a cozy fireplace or your dream walk-in closet Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is Verdell Jones. What's better than an epic buzzer beater? The full court dribble and perfectly placed pass to set it all up. And of course, celebrating with Hoosier Nation afterwards. So join Jared, Andy, Ryan, and Coach on the assembly call after every IU basketball game. Go Hoosiers. You're listening to the assembly call IU post game show. I'm the coach, Brian Tonsoni, here with uh, Andy Bottoms and Ryan Phillips, and we're breaking down Indiana's victory over Bethune-Cookman, 101-49. to It's time uh, for today's meaningful moment that you might have missed, brought to you by our friends at Hoosier Ticket Project, where they help individuals and families experience Indiana University athletic events in person for the first time through the generosity of alumni and fans. To learn more about how you can donate money or extra tickets to help create meaningful moments for other IU fans, visit HoosierTicketProject.org. That's HoosierTicketProject.org. So, so tonight I'll start out, and I think Andy has a, a couple of moments that, that he would like to, to point out, too. I, I thought Indiana's offense got started uh, a little bit earlier than this, but I really like to set at 1049 the zone lob play uh, where, where you have a wing cutting to the basket and you have the two inside guys setting screens. Uh, and I think it went to renew, and, and he didn't try to slam it or shoot in the air. He he caught it in an awkward position, stopped, bounced, and and, and went back up. But that that meaningful moment uh, for me was a couple things. It was a set called by the coach. Uh, the zone offense was was not great early on. Indiana was in an okay position. I think it was close to eighteen to twelve. Uh, a little worry sets into the fans when it's an eleven minute mark and you're only up, you know, a, a few points. Uh, against a Bethune-Cookman, but I thought that showed that Coach Woodson, uh, one of the things we've talked about is at times he's got to put his finger on it uh, and not just run general offense or let the point guard call things. I really thought that that play settled in, and that soon followed then uh, a transition three for Geronimo from a nice feed 
from Bates. And then all of a sudden, Galloway found uh, with some of that one more passing that, Andy, you were talking about, got some threes. And next thing you know, um, everyone the offense just blossomed and it went into that 15-0 run that really pushed the game uh, to where, where it needed to be. But I, I think that was good execution by the players, and it was a really good call there by uh, Coach Woodson. The other, the other one that I liked is, uh, if, if you could read lips, Coach Woodson late, Geronimo makes a pass that was deflected when C.J. Gunn was in the game, and Geronimo, being the veteran, is trying to tell C.J. Gunn he's got to cut closer and come meet the basketball, which probably was true. But then the camera turns to Woodson, and he goes, Geronimo, you can't make that play. Uh, and, and basically said, Geronimo, don't blame it on the freshman. That that was on, on you. And that's a 40-point game. And that's just good coaching. You are going to continuously coach regardless of what the score is, what the time is. Uh, and I, I, I like those moments, especially as a coach, because you do a lot of that. You get those guys like CJ and Geronimo in trying new things and new positions, and you got to teach them for those moments at Xavier against Arizona, against Kansas, where they need to make a really good decisions. So those were a couple of, of my meaningful moments. Andy, you, you have a, a couple others. Yeah, the couple that I had uh, were kind of sandwiched around some of the plays that you mentioned in the first half, both both from uh, Malik Renew, there was a, a play where they got uh, in the zone. The the size of the hole in the middle of the 2-3 zone that Bethune-Cookman was running was massive. But uh, Renew gets the ball, you know, smartly just turns, knows exactly where he wants to go with it, hits Geronimo kind of in the short corner slash dunker spot there, gets an easy bucket that way. Um, just a really smart – just a smart play in terms of knowing where he wanted to go with the ball. Uh, as soon as he got it, uh, pretty much turned and passed in one motion. And the other was on the second of Galloway's three-pointers. Uh, Renew kind of caught the uh, the defense getting back a little bit late. And so the, the wing guy uh, trying to get down to his spot on the baseline set a great screen, even kind of alerted – I forget who it was that made the pass – even kind of alerted them to, to get the ball over to Galloway. He sets a screen to keep anybody from getting close to him, and he drains a second three-pointer. Just – just some high IQ plays from uh, Renew. Had a had a good double team that led to a, an easy basket where he threw it down to Galloway for a dunk in the second half. Just, um, just, just a lot of really smart basketball plays. And when you talk about, it, it's easy to say physically uh, that that he and Huchifino don't look like freshmen, but I think from an IQ standpoint, they don't really they think don't like a, a typical they freshman don't act either. Like freshmen either, yeah. Um, so I, I thought just just a couple really really smart plays from him that uh, may have gone unnoticed, but but led to a couple uh, couple baskets and open shots. Andy, I had that written down, uh, and when you said you had a couple, Malik, I I, I was hoping that you would share that flare screen. That, oh, that's that, good. I didn't want I didn't want to let you down. So no, no, you didn't. Did. Um, <laughs> he, you know, he called. You saw him call for it, and then said it. And with that big body, no one's getting through it. Uh, and that that's good recognition. And a lot of times freshmen are out there trying to prove that they belong out there, and a lot of times it's with it's with a big block or it's uh, uh, shooting the ball or doing things like that. A lot of times young kids think that they need to score or have stats. That was an unselfish play that uh, if you missed it, it was just fantastic, uh, a, a fantastic screen. I love flare screens in the old motion game, but that was um, – early on and I'm not sure if they were in man or zone at that time but you're right it was early in transition and he just went and saw the opportunity and helped the teammate get better and when you have a bunch of guys that do that which reminds me Andy another thing is when you guys if you get a chance to see Hood Shafino 
in person. And if you, I'm not sure you can pick it up on TV extremely well. When he catches an outlet, he scans the floor immediately looks for the opportunities in transition and 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 it's 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 hard to see if you but you got to look for it and and when you look for it it's just beautiful he scans and the one handoff three to cop was a perfect example of it he saw miller cop on the wing starting to cut a little bit high and he just dribbled his guy a little bit lower and and took the defense out and flipped it uh, to miller for a three because miller had hit some shots so there's a freshman with composure uh, knowing that uh, you want to continue to get um, get your shooters shots, and, and those are two freshmen that are, are physically ready to play and and, and mentally ready to play. Uh, so now it's time to go uh, into the numbers. We've already uh, thrown out a lot of numbers in, in some of our previous segments and stuff, but the shooting numbers for me um, just uh, stood out uh, tremendously. Uh, but uh, I think um, Ryan, you mentioned it with the points. Uh, and, and there's more to basketball than points, but Ger- uh, Geronimo having 11, Galloway 10, and, and Renew uh, 9 in that second unit, just coming out doing really good things to spark the team What was is a number uh, that will um, stand out to me. And another number uh, that we'll, we'll point out is 14 assists between your two main ball handlers, uh, 6 for Xavier and 8 for Hood Shafino. Uh, they, they had some plays where you kind of cringed a little bit with some turnovers, but you want your guards to make some turnovers because if they're not pushing the envelope, they're not getting assists. So I'll take 14 to 5, almost 3 to 1 assist to turnover ratio. And another thing, they combined for nine rebounds. And Coach Woodson said in his press conference the game before that they needed better guard rebounding. And, and so I think when, when the staff is going to go back and look, at, at some of these numbers, those, those things are, are going to stick out. Um, uh, Ryan, any numbers for you? Well, you know, just mentioning the rebounding, I mean, a bunch of guys got a number of them. You had uh, – Tamar had two. You know, Logan Duncan later had four. Trey Galloway, three. Jordan Geronimo, four. Malik, four. Race Thompson, four. TJD, six. All offensive rebounds, by the way, for Trace Jackson. They didn't have a single defensive rebound. Uh, and then you said uh, nine from the guards, which if you know, and they had five and, and Xavier had four. So they're, they're really balanced. I mean, that, that's the other thing about what we've seen from this team. And again, I don't know if this changes when they play better competition, you know, how much this changes, obviously, but it's just been a balanced effort from everybody. I mean, Trace Jackson Davis had 21 points tonight on nine of 10 shooting and played 21 minutes. You know, your best player, your all American played 21 minutes and you scored 101 points. I mean, that just tells you that this team, I I get it, it's Bethune-Cookman, but it's the same trend we saw, other than the three-point shots, this is the same trend we saw uh, in in the opening game. It's, it's, there's just balance to this roster, and at at all levels, everybody can move and defend to some degree. I mean, there there are some guys who are better than that than others, but everybody can move and defend, everybody can rebound, they all have the basketball IQ, they all can score. Uh, Again, there's degrees of this, some guys are better at it than others, but this team is balanced across the board and do a, everyone does a lot of things. It's, there's I, not I, many one-dimensional players. No, and there's it, not a whole lot of holes either. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's so important, Ryan, that you got guys who can play offense and defense and transition and, and you know, obviously we've got to see it against better competition. But, boy, it's nice to have – uh, those guys that can – and C.J. Gunn comes in. Caleb Banks come in. They did some nice things, and even Logan Duncan showed some nice things. It's like you, you, it's just nice to 
it's just nice to see, which brings me again to, I think, another storyline that we've talked about all offseason and preseason, and we'll go to you, Andy. Uh, the rotation seems to be a nine-man rotation, not five and five. Uh, he does get to one point guard with the four uh, guys in the second unit, but the second unit, that second unit has played really, really well. There's not that drop-off that there there was that bothered us. You don't so, dread so the second unit coming you, in. Like you almost want year. it to come in, right? You, you Like, hurry up and get them in, get them in the way they're playing. Um, but the but the rotation is is one thing, and then again playing early games and resting your veterans. I think those are two storylines that we we must talk about because I think that's improvement from where Coach Woodson was last year. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. I think um, you know watching what he's doing with being able to keep one of of X and and Huchifino on the floor really at all times when when the game's been uh, competitive. I think has been an important development and, and to the extent that you can do that, I think what you guys said is true. The the drop off is not nearly what it felt like it was a year ago, but you're also giving those guys a chance to really get used to playing together as a unit. Um, and, and I think we saw the, that group get used to playing together as a unit as well last year. And, and you didn't really like the results, but in this case, um, what, what we've seen from the, the combination of Renew and Geronimo um, and, and in the front court uh, has been really solid. You've got Renew who's scoring in a variety of different ways and Geronimo really these last couple games, uh, more so than even in the exhibition games, has just been doing all the, the dirty work stuff that, that he's been known for. Stepped up and hit a couple of jump shots today, but realistically, you know, his, his, it made some great contributions defensively and rebounding and just using his athleticism to his advantage. You're getting a bit better version of, of Galloway from a shooting perspective. And with him, Bates, and whichever of X and Huchifino you have, you've got a few guys who are comfortable making plays uh, with the ball in their hand and, and trying to, to pick out matchups that you might be able to take advantage of. So I think that that, that part of it's great. And um, to what we talked about so often last year, we ran some of these guys into the ground early in the season uh, for some of these games. You haven't seen that. It's only two games in. But – um, not only have you been able to give them some rest, other guys have had success in the experience that they've had off the bench to build some confidence for those uh, situations should they be called upon in, in a game. Um, so it's not just that guys are are playing at the end of the bench. It's that those guys are coming in and playing well and being able to get some reps and build some, build some success, build some confidence. Because um, in a game like tonight, everybody played well. You played nine guys in the first half, all nine of them scored. Uh, first 12 guys that were in the game from a scholarship player perspective all got in the scoring column. I think all had at least four points. So uh, a lot of good things there that hopefully they can just continue to build upon. And uh, if you get to the Xavier game and you got to call on these guys to, to play a little bit more, some of the starters, um, they're, they're certainly more rested than they probably would have been a year ago at this time. Thank goodness. The, the common theme that, that I'm hearing from, from you guys too is the, the depth is nice too because sometimes – Players have off nights or an off week or something, and now uh, you don't have to or feel like every trouble, yeah every player has to up. do things. Yeah. So so Ryan, a couple guys that that we know are going to be okay. One we know for sure is going to be okay, and the other one we hope has a breakout year. Uh, played all right tonight. I thought race did race things. I thought Tamar played better tonight, and I they said he's still fighting a little bit of a back injury, but they didn't play great, and yet Indiana scored 101. Uh, 101 points. Um, so any concern uh, about those guys not playing up to their capabilities yet, or just or just way too early to to tell? 
I thought tomorrow was good in the opener. Uh, I thought tonight, mm, little. I mean, he he had a couple silly things like an offensive foul when he drove in and stuff. I I just think offensively he wasn't. I like his activity defensively. I think it's an improvement on last year. Um, I like you know he had tomorrow wound up with four assists. Right. You know, I mean he's moving the ball. He's involved. It's just a matter of getting that shot in. You know, yep. I really like to see him knock down some threes. He was one of four. I thought the one he took in the, that he made in the corner was perfect. I mean, it was right on line, but he didn't – nothing but net. Just a great step into it three. I think he's he can do that, and, and I want to see that more. One thing I want to see more is is him going past that first level on the three-point line when guys are chasing or closing out to him and finishing at the rim. He's a great finisher. Um, so I, I want to see more of that. Uh but with race, you know, I know he hasn't looked great to start the season. I thought he was okay tonight. I thought his activity yeah. level was up from the opener. What I'll say, though, is race has a long track record of being a very good college right. basketball player. I think it evens out. I don't know what's going on. Maybe he's just having trouble getting into the season or, or you know, maybe there's – he's tired. It's something we don't know about. Um, I, I The trend there is going to be positive. It's hard for me to see race all of a sudden not being effective. He was not effective at the end of last season, and I think that was because he had played so much and played so hard for so long because the team relied on him so much that I think he just he was done at the end of the year. I think he was tapped by the end of the year, and he didn't play well the last few games. Um, But I will say I think that he'll turn it around and he'll have a really good season. I just think that right now he's he's a little out of sorts. And, And again, we're two preseason games and two early season, regular season games in. We shouldn't draw too many huge conclusions about this team. Um, but but I, I just – I do think that the track record is going to play out for race positively. For me, Tamar played better with both games. He improved overall. Still has a long way to go defensively for me. Uh, yeah. I, there are times he gets yeah, beat off the it. dribble or, posi- or, or in position – um, but yes, we do need to hit him uh, shots. And Andy uh, Race uh, again hasn't played totally like Race has with dominating numbers. You know, fourteen points, twelve rebounds, ninety-seven blocks, forty-seven dives on the floor. Th- those things, right? Um, he hasn't got there yet. Uh, but I, I tend to agree a little bit with Ryan that it'll be there, uh, and we really want it to be there when it's needed, uh, not maybe against uh, uh, some opponents like that. But your thoughts on on Race? Yeah, this is probably going to sound like excuse making uh, for him, which is not really intended to be. But I do think with some of these, uh, you know, some of these lesser teams that they're playing, I think the matchup becomes a little bit difficult for him. Most of these teams don't have a, a, a second big guy, and so he ends up defending a lot smaller players, maybe putting himself in a position that he's less comfortable in. I, and, and obviously, we've seen him over the years be able to step out and switch on the guys and defend. But it is a little bit different. So I'm curious to see when you go and, and play, you know, a team like Xavier, a team like North Carolina, uh, some of those where there's, you know, even if it's more of a stretch four guy, I just think from a size and, and quickness perspective, maybe a little bit better matchup for him. That helps a little bit because that, that's where I think it's it's been most evident. You know, he let some guys drive by him tonight. I don't know if it's fair to say that's totally because uh, of their, you know, body type and, and playing style and things like that is really part of it. But I, I – that's one thing I'm curious to see as we play some different competition. What does that look like? And does he look a little bit more like himself? And, you know, regarding we pure were... perimeter guys. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. So, and they're well, switching a lot now defensively, and they're switching sometimes one through five. And so your bigs are on that. And I think that's a good strategy to get that on film and, and see what you like about it and what you don't like about it in these games. But I think that's a very good 
um, find about guarding the smaller guys, and it makes him, you know, uh, look like he's he's not having a good night defensively. But uh, we're we're sure that uh, he's going to be there at some time. But coming up here on the assembly call, we hand out our game balls, our Hoosier Hustle Award, and discuss any lingering questions or two. And then we look ahead to Indiana's uh, upcoming opponent. That's all next here on the assembly call. So stick with us. Ron Davis. And what's the only thing better than dominating a Duke big man in the post? It's celebrated with friends afterwards. Join Gerard, Andy, Ryan, and Coach on the Assembly Hall call after every IU basketball game. Go Hoosiers. You're listening to the Assembly Call IU post game show. Catch us live immediately following every IU basketball game, plus every Thursday night uh, at our website, assemblycall.com. Also, make sure you sign up for our free IU Hoops email newsletter. Over 9,000 of your fellow IU fans have subscribed uh, to do so. Join uh, for free uh, today at join.assemblycall.com. That's join.assemblycall.com. Gerard never gets old. (laughs) Our final segment tonight is brought to you by a new sponsor, True Blood Real Estate. Jim True Blood is a longtime friend of Jared's or Gerard's. Uh, and the founder and owner of True True Blood Real Estate, where he's been helping people in Indiana buy and sell property since 2006. And starting this season, True Blood Real Estate is the exclusive and official real estate partner of IU Athletics with a team of talented agents to serve you in Bloomington and throughout Indiana. If you're looking to buy or sell uh, estate in Indiana, you need to experience the True Blood advantage. Go to trueblood.com to uh, learn more. That's trueblood.com and tell them the assembly call sent you. All right, I'm the coach Brian Tonsoni here with the Ryan Phillips and Andy Bottoms. We're breaking down Indiana's 101-49 victory over uh, Bethune-Cookman. It's now time uh, for our game balls and uh, Andy, uh, we'll send it to you first. Um, Who gets your game ball? A lot of a lot of good potential choices. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Trace. I mean, 21 points on nine of 10 shooting was perfect from the free throw line. Had those six offensive rebounds. I thought some of that really set the tone early uh, for what IU was able to do. Um, while Bethune Cookman's in that zone, anytime that IU missed, he seemed like he was right there to clean it up. So uh, I'll go with him. I guess just as the you know kind of by far the leading scorer. Uh, and an overall solid performance, but I think there's a lot of different directions you could potentially go with this one. Ryan, your game ball. My heart says give it to Miller Cop because he had a really nice game and it was really nice to see, but that's grading on a curve. It's Trace Jackson Davis, 21 points in 21 minutes, six rebounds. As Andy said, it was great. Those offensive rebounds are fantastic. He also had two assists, and he was 9 of 10 from the field, 3 of 3 from the free throw line. He was the best player on the court. Uh, you got to give it to You got to give it to Trace. I'm going to make it three for uh, TJD, and I'm going to just add a little bit that I thought he came out with a lot of emotion. I thought the first two possessions, the way he rebounded the basketball, showed that he was locked in. 
and you want your best player to be that leader, to be that hardest worker in practice, to be that hardest worker in a game, and he needs to be on point, and that's a lot of pressure. We talk about it all the time, and he's had times where foul trouble or other things, he's kind of floated away for segments of games, and if he wants to achieve his personal uh, goals and team goals, he can't do that, and he wasn't, uh, he didn't do that tonight. He came out against an opponent where he knew that he was probably going to have an easy time, and Indiana was, but he played against the game tonight. He wanted to play the game the right way, and I think it looks uh, it shows in his statistics, and I think uh, those opening two minutes got Indiana off to a 7-0 start, and then they had a little lull, uh, but, man, they would have been in a deeper lull, if, I think, if, if he hadn't um, really uh, gotten after it. Okay, and now... Hi, this is native Hoosier, Anthony Leo. I pride myself on hustling every second I'm on the court. So it's an honor to present this episode's Hoosier Hustle Award, sponsored by our friends at Evansville Security Services. Based in the hometown of IU legend, Calvert Chaney, Evansville Security Services provides off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals throughout Indiana. Their goal is to provide whatever level of safety and protection you're looking for. And just like hustle can't be measured by stats, but is often the difference between winning and losing, the prevention of bad outcomes can't be adequately measured either, but it can still have a huge impact on your bottom line and peace of mind. So let Evansville Security Services help you prevent a bad outcome today. Go to EvansvilleSecurityServices.com to learn more. That's EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. All right, I think there's a lot of choices here tonight, fellas, for the Hoosier Hustle Award. I'm going to start, uh, and I'm going to throw out Xavier Johnson because of his defensive pressure and his intensity that he played with, getting the rebounds, the number of six assists. You know, he's going to have some Xavier moments where he takes some shots or turns the ball over uh, in certain ways. But I really think that – that young man wants to win and wants to do things the right way. And I thought um, there were times today where he was just dominant defensively, especially after the first half uh, and his first run, uh, he got back in. And I think that's something that he can bring on a consistent basis. And when he's scoring and doing uh, some other things, that's great. But when he's not, he can do these things like get six assists uh, and really lead, I think, the uh, a defensive effort after that uh, surge from the second unit. So Xavier gets um, my choice for who's your hustle. Uh, we'll come uh, to you, Ryan. Uh, I got Jordan Geronimo. I, I really liked how active he was defensively. I think offensively, he's just kind of always looking to do something crazy. He almost had yet another spectacular dunk and got fouled, made both his free throws, which is nice to see from Jordan. Usually last year it was – the first one will be long, and then you make the second. You make the adjustment, make the second one. But 11 points, four or five shooting, hit a trail three, which was really nice to see. Two of two from the free throw line, four rebounds, one offensive, um, and two steals. And I, I it, and that was all in 12 minutes. You know, I mean, so it's he's just he's a, a ball of activity and energy when he's out there. And I, th- I thought he was great tonight. I think he could have gotten it. You know, uh, you know, in the first game, I thought he was. I thought he was worthy of it too. So I. Uh, really liked what I saw from Jordan tonight from a, from an energy and hustle perspective. Andy, who gets you your Hoosier Hustle Award? Uh, both both compelling arguments. Uh, I actually thought about going with Trey Galloway, but I, Geronimo was the first guy that popped to mind. So I'm going to 
I'm going to stick with that. I think with him, and even to a certain extent, I think this is is a point that we tried to make earlier about the team. I think you start are starting to see already guys settle into what their roles are, and he really seems to these last couple of games have embraced what IU needs him to do uh, in order for them to be successful coming off the bench. Just tons of energy, really extended things defensively, uh, wreaked some havoc there. I will say, like I said, Galloway was another one that I thought of. I feel like there was a play, and I'm, I hope I'm not – because uh, I didn't make notes about this specifically, so I could be confusing it with the prior game. Uh, but a play, I think, after a turnover, really hustled back to contest a shot um, in a game where you're up by a, a significant portion. That's not necessarily something that you uh, that everybody may feel compelled to do. So I thought he had some really good hustle moments. And, and Coach, your point about uh, Xavier Johnson's on-ball defense was, was incredibly disruptive uh, early in the game. So um, And really throughout, thought thought he... Uh, set the tone on that end of the floor and, and set the tone for some of those turnovers and, and really forced Bethune Cookman into so many, you know, they had hardly any assists in contrast to what IU had. And so much of that was IU just making them uncomfortable not letting them get inside the three point line. And then the shot clock's running down and somebody has got to try to just go one-on-one and make a shot. Uh, and IU for the most part had the better one-on-one defenders. Yeah. I, I have no problem with Geronimo. He was, uh, when I initially thought about this, I, I was thinking, uh, renew and, uh, Geronimo for, for what I said in the banner moment, I thought they came in and really cut hard offensively, did some things on the break. Um, and so I, yeah, Ger- um, Geronimo gets our Hoosier hustle award tonight. I think he's, uh, very, de- uh, deserving. So now it's time for uh, a lingering question. If, it, if you have a question in the chat mob to throw it in if if we uh see it we'll we'll try to answer it i I think the only lingering question now is indiana's taking care of business in its exhibition games and its opening games against inferior opponents how does that uh transition to a first road game uh at a hostile place uh in cincinnati against xavier that'll be the lingering question i think it's somewhat answered for me in that the style of play the depth of play the, the roster improvements, Indiana's going to lose some games. But I think it's set up for the long haul to have a very successful season. So while we always want wins every every game, and including that Xavier game, uh, I'm not sure that's really a, a lingering question, but we, we got we to gotta see, see it against um, the, the tougher opponents because the Big Ten's going to be loaded. Anything, uh, Andy, uh, that you have still lingering on your mind? Yeah, that was essentially it for me. It's, it's, you know, phrased maybe slightly differently, differently is how does what we've seen translate into a road environment against a, a much better team than what they've played so far? Uh, I think there's a lot of things that they're doing well that, that, that travel, defense travels, that, that gets mentioned uh, a lot. I think having multiple playmakers uh, is going to be really important. And, and for against the Xavier team who plays a couple big guys, uh, in in Jack Nunji, who used to be at Iowa, and uh, and Zach Fremantle, I think we go back to the race conversation. I think there's a more clear matchup for for a guy like him uh, in a game like that. But but really one where uh, I use big guys are going to have to be going to have to play well. They're going to be tested uh, on on the defensive end for sure to be able to step out and uh, and make plays there. So that's you know the biggest part. You're not really some 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 years you kind of ratchet up the competition slowly at home till you play somebody better. In this case, the competition ratchets up and you hit the road for the first time. But uh, also a great opportunity to really build on the confidence that this team should have uh, by this point in the season. You're able to go into the Centa Center, which is a tough place to play uh, against the team picked in the you know upper uh, upper third 
upper quartile of the upper quartile of the uh, Big East, some would say, uh, and you get able to get that win, uh, I think you can can really give yourself a boost heading into the uh, the rest of the season. Michael Cummings uh, has a good question in there too, and I think only time will tell. But uh, is the rotation going to stay at nine, which it looks like it is right now? You saw C.J. Gunn and you saw Caleb Banks do some things. Do they develop in the back half? Can they get some run? Does he try to extend that? Usually you try to taper it down by the end of the season. Uh, so we talk a lot about the depth, Ryan. Um, do you think that any of those guys get some extended run without injuries? Um, it doesn't seem like that. It, it, it will. Um, I'm sure those guys have got playing time because something will happen. You know, as you said, injuries, poor form, you know, whatever, foul trouble, maybe they get in. But I, I don't think they're going to be regularly in the rotation. I think they would be by now if they were, you know, if that was part of the plan. Now, I think both will have excellent careers at Indiana, uh, uh, Banks and Gunn. And I think that they'll be key members of next year's team because a lot of guys are going to be gone after that. I mean, enjoy this team while you got it, guys. Uh, because a lot of these guys aren't going to be here next year because of whether it's a graduate, we've got a lot of older guys and Jalen Huchifino, the NBA scouts are drooling after him already. Um, if he could shoot threes, he'd be a top 10 pick, I think. And and he, he, he can't right now. So he's probably going to drop a little in the draft, but he's going to be a first round pick and, and scouts love him. So enjoy him while he's here uh, and enjoy the rest of these guys. But those guys deep, it's a good thing. They're getting some run because, you know, next year they're going to be key parts of the team. And and so I would say, no, I think it's going to stay at nine. Uh, I think it's going to stay where it is uh, ish nine ish. And um, yeah, I, I really think that it's a good match. I think it's a good, you know, group uh, in that sense, but I, 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 I just can't see it expanding. Andy yeah, thoughts think, on I that. Think barring. I, yeah. I think, I think barring an injury that becomes difficult. We, what we talked about, we really liked about what they're doing so far is that you're keeping one of, of X and Jalen Hutchifino on the floor. If you Key. really want to go 10 deep, you, you almost have to move away from that. Or you're really just trying to shoehorn somebody in someplace else and, and kind of getting away from these different units and rotations that at least through, you know, two exhibition games and two, uh, two regular season games seems to be working well. So I think because that feels like it would have to be the trade-off, that makes it seem less likely to me. Yeah, I, I kind of like eight or nine, to be honest with you. And right now it's nine, and you can't pare that down, I don't think. I think the nine that are playing are essential. I like having a, a both point guards out there. I'm not – I think Galloway and Tamar can be secondary ball handlers. I don't know that I am interested in having them be in a prime, primary, um, you know, ball handler out there in a second unit because then you have to take – both X and Hood Shafino out. Uh, good question, Michael. We appreciate that. We appreciate everyone listening. Uh, over 500 people at, on a late night against Bethune Cookman. Uh, that's why we do do what we do. So thank you for your participation and, and in the chat mob and, and listening. Uh, so uh, next week we have or tomorrow uh, for the community, uh, the paid community. If you remember the paid community, um, I will be um, interviewing Mike DeCourcy for Banner Friday. We're going to get that going, but you got to be a member of the community to to participate in that. We have AC Radio next Thursday, uh, which will really be previewing um, uh, the Xavier game on Friday of next week. So eight days in between games. 
uh, and IU travels in their first game to Xavier on Friday. And, Andy, uh, you and I are going to be uh, together in Cincinnati, not at the game, but we do have something planned. want to share with everyone who might be in that area uh, what we plan on doing. Yeah, absolutely. So the uh, Alumni Association here reached out about doing an event uh, at Mad Tree, the, the brewery, which is not, not too terribly far from Xavier. Uh, so I believe the start time for it is uh, 4.30 on Friday. So uh, Coach and I will be there, have a couple beers, answer some questions. Uh, I think they just want to try to do some kind of Q&A. Uh, I'm really letting them figure out the, the logistics of all that, but we'll just uh, show up and have a good time. And so for those who are local uh even if you're going to the game feel free to stop by before you head out and then otherwise our intention at this point given that uh tickets are a pretty hot commodity around here is to uh is to watch the game uh from there and uh and, and go from there so looking forward to it it's a good uh, good location and uh should be a good time glad uh coach is uh, and, and amy are coming down to uh to join us and, and I'm looking forward to the hospitality of the bottoms, um, but I'm afraid I'm going to have a mediocre drive to Cincinnati because Jay Horry is going to be in the car. Uh, and so, you know, the three Big hour, mistake. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I was looking forward to the whole drive going with Mrs. Tonsoni and now uh, Jay's going to be in the back uh, seat. And if I have to stop the vehicle uh, and, and, and correct him, I'm going to have a, uh, I, I can almost assure you that you'll be spending some time listening to the new uh, new Taylor Swift album on your way if Jay's going to be with you. So. Yeah, on, on look repeat ahead, for look three hours. Yeah, yeah look exactly. So looking forward to meeting anyone in the Cincinnati area or if you're traveling from uh, outside the Cincinnati area, find Mad Tree, uh, come and have a, a drink with us, and, and we'd like to, to meet you. So you're listening to the Assembly Call uh, IU post game show. Remember to check out our friends at Home Field Apparel. Use the promo code HOME at checkout to get 15% off your first order. Okay, guys, it's time for uh, last call. Ryan, uh, your thoughts here this evening on Indiana basketball's second victory of the year? Yeah, two things. Just they're really fun, guys. And, and, and so if you're watching this team and having fun, just, you know, kind of bask in it a little and, and enjoy it. Um, the combination of, you know, the veterans who have come back and, and improved and, and, have been good for a while, but are, but are better like TJD race, Xavier Johnson, uh, and, and these young guys who are so skilled and so talented. Uh, and, and let's be real, Malik Renew would be starting any, almost anywhere else in the country. And he's on your second unit because you've got two studs returning, uh, to, to seniors. So yeah, just enjoy what we're seeing. You know, they're going to lose some games. They're going to probably drop a game, a couple games and, here or there that they should win and they're going to win some that maybe we thought that they couldn't take down, but enjoy what you're watching. Cause this is fun basketball. We haven't had that in a while. And these guys are playing, you know, they're, they're insanely talented. They're playing very hard and very fast uh, defensively, especially they're, they're just there, uh, you know, they're everywhere they need to be. Um, and, and, and they're a lot of fun and just, so just enjoy it. Uh, they're going to play Xavier next Friday. It's I, I expect it to be a good game. Um, either way that goes, it's, as Andy said, it's a tough place to play, but either way that one goes, um, you know, it'll be, it should be fun to watch. And that's something we haven't had in a long time. So to enjoy it while it's here guys. Andy. Yeah, I think you got pretty much everything you could hope for out of these first couple games. Um, you know, certainly expected to win them going in, but I think the ability to get a lot of guys playing time, uh, see a lot of shots go in see some improvement from, from game to game and, and even see the team be able to, to play in some different ways and, uh, you know, really asserted themselves inside uh, in the first game and, and shot, shot the three well tonight. 
So uh, a, a lot of reasons to be excited about this team uh, as we move forward. Like Ryan said, there will be some bumps along the way. I have no doubt about that. But um, I think I think one of those where you know after these last handful of seasons, everybody's tempted to to keep the team at arm's length a little bit. Um, but certainly feels like one that uh, everybody should be really excited about. Should be a fun team to watch, uh, play an enjoyable style of basketball, uh, and play tough on the defensive end. I think those are the the kinds of things that uh, IU fans typically respond well to, and and certainly off to a good start. Got uh, you know maybe in some ways nice to have a little bit of time to get ready for Xavier. Uh, they'll play another couple games between uh, now and then, so you you've at least got a chance to maybe get a little more film on them under Sean Miller with the current set of personnel. That might help a bit as well as you look ahead to the you know the scout for that game. But uh, exciting start to the season and and uh, looking forward to previewing the Xavier game a bit next week and uh, and seeing if they can get a big road win. Uh, which you know we, we talk about that NC State game a lot, uh, you know, so many years ago. But this could be um, maybe similar to that if, if they're able to come and get that really a chance to uh, boost their confidence and and uh, you know serve as a springboard heading into the rest of the non-conference. A defensive-minded program that's transitioning to modern basketball. Uh, it, it sums up what, what both of you guys uh, are saying and what I'm enjoying about this team. And uh, I, I will second everything that both of you guys said. Enjoy this team. Uh, it's headed in, in a huge uh, direction upward uh, and, and should be enjoyable. But uh, that's going to do it for us um, this evening. If you want to see us do the show live and be part of the live chat, uh, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash assemblycall.com. And don't forget to join assemblycall.com uh, for our free email newsletter. Special thanks to Bob Thompson for the music you hear in the show. Special thanks to John Ringer of rigdesign.com for designing our logo. And thank you for listening. We'll be back to talk IU hoops again with you uh, next week on Thursday. Until then. Take it from me, Juwan Morgan. Keep your elbows in, eyes on the rim, and go Hoosiers. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. I'm out of shape. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little slow on the buttons. Played the music tonight when we're not supposed to play it on assembly Thursday night. Got to get back in game shape. Yeah, well, it is Thursday night, so it's it's an assembly called radio night, but it's a post-game show, so I get to get show. Yeah, post-game show, no music. No music. I well, did no, remember no no inner uh, conversations in between yes, segments. I job. did remember that. So yeah, fun night. Um, fun night. It was yeah. when you take care of business the way you're supposed to, and you don't leave huge lingering questions going forward. I mean, so many teams. There's so many uh, buy games that have been upsets already. Uh, you know, so Indiana's not there. That's a good thing. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. All right. All right, guys. Sounds good. That should be fun little, on Friday. Uh, I was not aware yeah. of this. That'll be fun. Yeah. Take pictures, yeah, video, a... some, have somebody video it. Take pictures. We'll like to see. Yep. Looking yeah, forward to it. Yeah. Should be a good time. So. All right. All right, everybody. All right. We'll see you.